Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Vision Driven Marriage. Today's episode is a culmination of all the things that we've been teaching in February, starting with the interview with Rick and Nora Tatina. Mm -hmm. And today's uh, episode is entitled Building Your Friendship. And we've been looking at unity throughout the month as we look at building your friendship. There's some things that, that we want to share with you that we know can meet you where you are and help you to be able to come closer together as a couple. Again, uh, that unity that we've been talking about all month. We're going to be looking at three things. We're going to be looking at how you should be able to have honest conversations. We'll look at how you can trust God together and what that looks like. And then finally, we'll look at being able to serve others together because I know that all of those things will help us be able to find the unity that's God's design for our marriage. So we'll start with number one, have honest conversations. Having honest conversations is really, really important because it gives you an opportunity to employ all of the uh, topics that we've been talking about in the month of February. The, uh, the two green light um, concept that we mentioned, um, that Rick and Nora Tatina mentioned in their first episode, and then we mentioned it again in the last episode. Right. Um, because when you're having honest conversations, especially the hard mm -hmm. conversations, right? That's when you realize that, hey, we might not have two green lights here. So having honest conversations is the first point in mm -hmm. uh, building that friendship. Because if you can have even the hard conversations, right. you know that you're going to come out on the other side of that more solidified, more connected, and much better friends. And so when you're dealing with hard conversations, there's two things we'd like to give to you today that you can employ. One of them is a recognition of, of um, a deterrent you should be able to focus on anytime you feel like you're disagreeing. Be really careful to make sure that it's okay to disagree. Mm -hmm. Do not be disagreeable. And I know that that sounds like a bumper sticker, so let's flesh out what it looks like. Um, all of us have a go-to reaction when we feel like something is going against us, or it's working against us, it's not going our way. It may be anger, it may be uh, a fight or flight mentality, and all of those things can happen when we have a different opinion than one another, when we disagree. Become aware of whatever it is your trigger is. You've all got one where you feel like you want to prove yourself right, or you feel like I want to leave because I don't like this. Recognize what that is. And get, you know, prayerfully get to the point where you can share where you disagree without feeling like it's an attack. Now, that is easy to say, and it's really hard to do. But when you're able to do that, you can have those hard conversations. And here's the first place that I want to give you uh, something that, that I hope will be a blessing to you. Give each other permission to communicate poorly until you learn to do it better. In other words, give each other permission to say, that's not exactly what I meant. Let me start that over and it be okay. Not try to say, well, the way you worded it the first time and then attack your partner. So what I hear you saying is that the two things that you need to be aware of mm -hmm. when you're having the hard conversation is one, be aware of your own triggers, yep. right? And 
to be aware of how that conversation is coming across to others. Right. And and if you say it wrong, it's okay. Uh, we are not built to be great communicators. We okay. strive to get there. And so if you struggle with communication, just ask during a time when you're not disagreeing. Can we give each other permission to say things wrong and go, that's not what I meant, let me try it again, without holding what was said the wrong way against one another? That's the definition of grace. It is. And so it leads us to the second point, which is trusting God together. Now, all month we've been looking at things that God wants to do to be able to build unity in our relationship. You know, it's patience and, and wonderful things that we know are practical and they're godly. But uh, what does it look like to be able to trust God together? There's a couple of different things. The first one, I'd encourage you as you trust God together to stand in the gap for one another. Here's what I mean. If we both know that uh, God's faithful and, and that, that he is good, and yet I'm having a struggle where I'm acting like I've totally forgotten the goodness of God, Leslie can come alongside me and remind me. She can stand in my faith gap with me and say, you know, because we've talked about what we know is true, because we've been trusting God together, reading his word together, doing things together, she can remind me of that truth. Or if she's anxious, I can remind her, God says to be anxious over nothing. He'll give you what you need not to be anxious. And we can be for one another the strength when our own strength is waning. Many times in the counseling office, I explain this exact concept to um, somebody that I'm working with that is struggling seeing how some of these biblical principles can work out. And I just say, like, I see this struggle in your life, but right. you're gonna have to borrow my faith. Right. Because I know these things are going to work out because I know God is good and I know um, that he honors when we attempt to, to put these biblical principles in place right. and we won't do it perfectly. We have to give ourselves grace not to do it perfectly, but the Lord still honors that. Right. You know. So what that looks like is when you're in a marriage and you're standing in the gap for your spouse, you know, it's like you're borrowing faith from them. Now, this is not by any means lording the no. Bible over somebody. No. It that that is abusive. Right. It's an abuse right. of power. It's um, an abuse of religion. Um, so it th that this is the opposite of yes. That. This is the opposite of that. So it's not browbeating your spouse no. with the Bible or no. being browbeaten with the Bible. It's not. Like, that's not yeah. it at all. It's not what we're talking about. And, and so here's here's the difference between what Leslie just described, which is what this is not. Um, it's not where something that you've never talked about, you come up and try to use a scriptural example to manipulate your spouse. That is not, not what it. this is. Instead, and I'd encourage you strongly to seek after this, it is spending time with your spouse understanding what the two of you do believe in unity. We've been talking about unity all month. Mm -hmm. And so you've been studying how God says to be anxious over nothing. He's good. And even though I struggle with anxiety, he's going to give the strength to be able to overcome it because his desire for me is to not be anxious. So the next time that anxiety is being faced, since you've already talked about it, you already know it's true, you've already trusted God, you can come together, trusting God together to remind during my moment of doubt, reminder that we know God's good. We know he's faithful. We know this is his, his will. So rather than a manipulation, it is an encouragement, a strengthening, and a coming together as, as the, the, the partner 
that God desires for us to have. And then as you're practicing the two green light principle, right. you know, you're coming together and you're praying together and you're mm -hmm. encouraging each other. And without the two green lights, committing to the fact that you're not going to move forward right. without two green lights, right? And so, again, that gives clarity. Now, one of the things with that two green light shows us the other place where we would encourage you to trust God together. Um, we know that we can pray for and pray with our spouse. And trusting God together through prayer is something that I know God will bless. And we also know that it's one of the greatest struggles that so many couples, not just you, so many couples have struggled and told us that they've struggled with. They don't feel like they pray together very well. They don't feel like they are successful at it because it's a place where you get attacked. It's the easiest place to feel like you're a failure even when you're not. Right. In fact, we did a recently did a podcast episode right. on praying. Um, that episode dropped the last Friday in January, I believe is that. I'll link that, um, that podcast episode in the show notes. So if you want to go back and listen to that podcast on right. prayer, um, the link will be in the show notes. But you uh, can always pray for your spouse. Mm -hmm. And we would encourage you to pray with your spouse. And, and again, do not, do not think that if you're doing it differently than somebody else, you're a failure. Go ahead and check out that episode that are, that's in the show notes. Doug and I want to break in right here in the middle of this episode and tell you about a very special free resource that we've created for you. We know that most couples don't know how to begin a journey to spiritual intimacy. Some couples are just trying to stay on the journey to physical intimacy. Praying together is one of the most rewarding disciplines of spiritual intimacy. It's the cornerstone and can deepen your love for your spouse and your commitment to your marriage. And that strengthens emotional and physical intimacy. It's also one of the hardest to actually be disciplined at. You know, things come up, excuses bear weight, time gets away from us. That's why we developed this brief guide to praying with your spouse. It includes how to overcome common barriers and seven things to consider. Just as there are many reasons why it's difficult to pray together, there are equally as many ways to push through the barriers and incorporate a habit that will draw the two of you close to God and closer to each other. We know firsthand and we're living proof that spiritual intimacy can be developed by praying with each other. To get this free guide called Praying With Your Spouse, A Brief Guide, just follow the link below. And now back to our show. It's our third point today, something that we know you can plug in. Again, you can plug this in soon, like very soon, is to serve others together. Now, the reason I didn't say you could plug it in today, you might be able to plug it in today if you can come together in agreement on where your hearts are on who you should serve and what it should look like. But there are some preliminary steps that you need to take in this. And one of them is praying together. Right. About communicating together. communicating together, right? Praying together and communicating together about what that service looks like. Mm -hmm. And I know the first people that Doug and I served together mm -hmm. was our children. Right. And that's not something that I thought, I think we didn't premeditate that, you know, like, no. oh, we're going to have children in order to that to be our ministry place. Right. But that was our ministry place when we had children. Right. Well, and we still have children. It's not that we don't have children now, but they are all grown and out of the house now. But see, when you have those honest conversations where we started in this episode, even the hard conversations, you can start to learn each other's heart in areas of 
service. And when you trust God together, you can see all that God's promised to give you so that you can, you know, service kind of lets you um, experience the benefits of those hard conversations mm-hmm. and trust in mm-hmm. God. And it can be anything. It could be something, you know, that is, uh, let's go serve meals next Thanksgiving together. Let's do that together. Or it may be, um, let's, let's, uh, get toys for the Christmas toy drive, or it could be something like, let's uh, let's volunteer for the youth lock-in at church, and we'll be chaperones, but we'll do it together. And I know some of you are terrified at that thought, but the <laughs> idea is it gives you a place to do, as a couple, what God's calling you to do for one another as a couple. Yeah. Last week's episode, we were looking at how you know God's called us to be patient and to be humble and all of these wonderful and to serve and 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 to love to accept one another in love. We see all these wonderful things God says for us to do for one another. As we serve together, we get to come together with one heart to think of others as more important than ourselves and do something together for others. So we see the demonstration of biblical principles as a couple being given towards someone else that helps reinforce what God's calling us to do individually for our spouse. I know one of the ways that we, one of the ways that we serve together, right, currently right now, is we Mm -hmm. have a small group in our house. And I don't think we even had a discussion on whether we were on the same page about that or not. Like that just seemed like a natural uh, a natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the gift of hospitality. So just note that right there. So the whole, um, you know, small group at my house thing is a little out of out of ordinary, but God has blessed us with um, attendees that uh, don't care that I don't have the gift of hospitality. <laughs> so I'm kind of thankful about that. But one of the times in our lives where we weren't really on the same page, um, it, it at one time, like we got there, we got Mm -hmm. to the same page, was when we moved out of our current community to another community to serve a new church. And um, that took, because that's a big step, you know, and um, that took some prayer and some some waiting and some, uh, that took some time together to get on the same page about that. Right. And so uh, what we get to see is these things, things that we're encouraging you to do to build friendship in your marriage or things that, you know, you can do right now. And you say, well, you know, Doug and Leslie, we've got some issues going on in our marriage. That's, that's fine. Conversations are hard, even in the best of marriages, you know, sit down and be able to have the conversations that you're able to have and don't consider yourself to have failed. If you're only able to talk about certain things now, just get to the point where you can truly have that kind of open conversation that includes listening that'll make your life better. And then trust God together. And again, it may be something that, um, that you're already doing that God will reinforce. It may be a place where you're trusting God, that that you're God's wanting to grow your faith in that area to trust Him together. But we would encourage you also then to uh, to think of others as more important than yourself and go serve together, because God will encourage your heart as a couple to be able to demonstrate that heart of service to one another. Mm-hmm. Yep. We want to thank you all for joining us on the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast where we seek for God to solidify your marriage every day.